The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase. Tonight, the Rams go from two joint practice teams down to zero. Also, Skip Bayless makes some comments that makes us all believe that he doesn't even really watch football. And can Cam Newton really help the Rams offense? Find out next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back. The Ram Showcase right here on Sports Bowl Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Pretty cool stuff for you guys. Uh, we got, uh, we got some, we're going to talk about Cam Newton because this topic is coming up quite a bit, so we will definitely talk about that. Skip Bayless, Skip Kralis, uh, he's, he doesn't, does, does he watch, does he actually watch the game or is he like just a Cowboys fan that checks stats? We'll find out. We will find out. Uh, not a whole lot of news to get into for you guys, but we do bring back some fan quesos. We will talk about the Rams' cap situation heading into next year. We'll talk about that because it's June, which is uh, one of the roughest months for uh, for NFL news. And on top of it being June, we're also in the middle of a lot of uh, wildness in the world right now. So sports news, not necessarily at the forefront. But you know what? We're still making it, and we're still talking Rams. Uh, but first, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Shaw's Customs. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's Customs to pick out the dopest vinyl decals from Rams logos to attacking Carol Baskin. Proudly display what's most important to you on your car, house, PS2, laptop, or get creative and find new wacky ideas of where to put your new easy-to-apply vinyl decals Tell Josh that the sheriff sent you. You won't get a deal, but he'll definitely get a kick out of it. I will throw the link in the description. No matter where you're listening, you will be able to click the link below, whether that's the YouTube channel or if you're just listening on uh, iTunes or any of those. We'll make sure that you have a link to do that. Um, And we'll also, you know, uh, we're bringing back some trivia questions. I've got a trivia question for you guys already locked and loaded. I've already got it. Um, But here's the deal. That's going to be at the end of the YouTube video. So if you guys are just solely an audio listener, you guys unfortunately are not even going to hear the trivia question to be able to answer. And then I need those answers in the YouTube comments section. That is the only way that you can be entered to win. And what will happen is uh, the winners, a little gnat flying around my face here, uh, the winners, uh, there's going to be a few winners, and hopefully, <laughs> and uh, we'll select, uh, of the, the correct answers, we will select at random, uh, some winners and, uh, you'll be able to pick out your own, your own, uh, cool decal. It, ha- it doesn't have to be Rams related. It can just be anything. Uh, if you guys feel like you have the right answer, uh, you can head over to etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's customs. And that's, uh, Shaw's customs is S A A W S customs c-u-s-t-o-m-s so uh, head over there and then you can maybe check one out and then if you are a winner we will contact you and then uh, you can pick out uh, whatever one you want which is pretty sweet stuff but uh, we'll get to the trivia question stuff later on 
on the YouTube channel. So if you guys have not already, make sure you guys subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Just go ahead and uh, hop onto YouTube and search Ram Showcase. It truly is that easy. It's uh, Ram Showcase typing those words in leads you to me every time. I'm pretty confident about that. Um, let's see. I also wanted to throw this out there. Uh, I know there's a lot of companies out there, a lot of a lot of you listeners out there that are Rams fans. You have businesses that relate to the Rams in some capacity, and I fully support you, 100%. I support you. So what I need you guys to do, if you guys wanna wanna help out the the show and vice versa, I can help you guys out as well. Send me an email of your business, what you guys are all about. Uh, to ramshowcase at gmail.com and let's talk. Let's see if uh, if we can get some more uh, sponsors for the show. Uh, we'll see you know, how that goes. Uh, we I tried this before. I tried this once before and did not go well. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple of responses, but uh, nobody was really interested. It's literally free advertising and people weren't interested. That's bananas to me, whatever. Because I'm just, I, I'm not trying to, to make all, like, I'm not trying to just, gouge people for for cash or anything like that i'm just trying to help some homies out you know what i mean and if you guys are ram showcase listeners you're the homies you fall under that category of being the homies so uh, we're gonna hop into some news here uh the first bit of news it may not be the most exciting news uh but unfortunately we did hear uh yesterday which was the fifth uh that a construction worker at SoFi Stadium, did fall and was pronounced dead on the scene. Uh, it's very unfortunate news. Uh, SoFi Stadium, it's, it's almost feeling cursed at this point, uh, with uh, three more also uh, employees being tested positive for COVID-19. I believe that was yesterday as well. That news, and a lot of COVID news, in fairness, is kind of slipping under the radar right now. Uh, so that wasn't necessarily something that was big. And then, of course, with the unfortunate passing of, of one of the workers, of course, this news was not necessarily at the forefront, uh, especially considering considering a lot of the, the COVID-19, uh, the, the positive tests are not necessarily of people who are really just, you know, like dying. So uh, because of that, we didn't necessarily hear about it. Um, I did hear, though, uh, there was reports that construction was halted. I did not, I was not able to find how long uh, the construction will be halted. I also was not able to find out more about the uh, three gentlemen or uh, employees. Actually, I'm not even sure if they're all gentlemen, but uh, the three employees that tested positive for COVID-19. I was not able to find more about that because this is gonna this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I'm out of free articles from the LA Times. So if you guys are interested in learning more about that, feel free to head over to the LA Times. Uh, I I want to say it was a rash who did the uh, the article on that one. I could be wrong there. Either way, Arash is an awesome, an awesome reporter. I definitely respect that guy a lot. So uh, that's a uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. And uh, you know, it's an unfortunate situation for sure. And uh, our our thoughts are definitely with uh, the family members of of this employee and his friends. Uh, there is, uh, I did hear that there is there is counseling available to any of the other employees. Uh, I mean, obviously, the stadium has been being worked on for quite some time. So, of course, we all know how it is at jobs. Uh, you become, you know, really good friends with those people. So uh, there is counseling available. If you guys are if you happen to be one of those employees, I'm sure you guys would know about that by now. But uh, there is uh, counseling available to anybody uh, dealing with that situation. So 
real sad news there, but SoFi Stadium uh, is looking like we're still on schedule and everything, but uh, we just keep getting unfortunate news, you know, and it started with, it started with originally the the area flooding or not necessarily flooding, but just had too too heavy of rains to continue uh, to the the construction process early on, which delayed the the opening of the stadium a full year. So the Rams were supposed to be playing in the stadium last year. Of course, we all know that didn't happen. They they were able to go back to uh, to uh, the the Coliseum, which was great, but. It's unfortunate, and I it's, again, it's, it's almost feeling like the stadium is cursed, guys. It's a just a weird, a weird situation that we're we're dealing with with that. So, uh, thoughts thoughts with uh, with his family for sure. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on though. We're gonna talk some trash about Skip Bayless and Skip Bayless. Uh, I have his quote here. If you guys, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people heard about this, uh, mainly because Aaron Donald responded to it. So a lot of people heard about it that way. Uh, but Aaron Donald, uh, we all know that he's like a pretty good player. All right, he's uh, he's pretty talented, I would say. And Skip Bayless, uh, I think he disagrees a little bit. That uh, well, let's start from the beginning. PFF posted their top fifty players, and Aaron Donald was number one. And I, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I did have a Facebook friend of mine who mentioned that. He, he said that, that he would put Aaron Donald maybe fourth or fifth as far as top NFL players. And, uh, I mean, my response to that was like, man, I thought you watched the game, man. I, and, and I'm trying not to sound like a super Rams bias guy here, but, I mean, Aaron Donald, he's, he, he's straight won games for the Rams. He's put the Rams in situations to win games. Without Aaron Donald, the Chiefs probably beat the Rams in 2018. Now, I mean, that probably by like a couple couple scores, I would say. Uh, those turnovers were huge, thanks to Aaron Donald. And I'm sure there's a bunch more examples, guys. I'm, I'm sure you guys are sitting there like, come on, say this game. You know that game. Like, it's like a, I'm sure there's plenty of examples of times where Aaron Donald was awesome. But uh, Skip Bayless, his quote, he said, they don't need Aaron Donald. Because he's not that valuable, he does not play quarterback. Um, I mean, my only real response to this is, is uh, it's like, is Dak really that valuable? I don't even think Dak's the best quarterback there anymore. Is he even there? Is he? He's not under contract, is he? I don't know. Either way, Skip sounding ridiculous, and it's like he doesn't even watch football, man. It's like he doesn't even watch. Absolutely ridiculous, Skip. Uh, Aaron Donald's response, Why are you always hating on me, Skip? Skip? I gotta do the Shannon thing. It's a it's a thing, alright? I don't know. It's hardwired into my brain. I can't help it anymore. So, uh, yeah, Skip Bayless, uh, he thinks he's cool. And, uh, he's, A, he's not. And, uh, he also doesn't think Aaron Donald's valuable. Uh, interesting or not that valuable just a little bit he's just a touch valuable whatever skip moving on joint practices have been canceled all joint practices league-wide are canceled no more joint practices stay home practice with yourself all right the rams were scheduled to have joint practices with the saints leading up to their very first home game at sofi stadium of course preseason game in uh, week one of the preseason. 
supposed to have joint practices leading up to that. That will no longer happen. And then in the second week of preseason, the Rams were scheduled to have uh, joint practices with the L.A. Chargers, our roommates. And, uh, of course, that cannot happen now either. And also, this is kind of an interesting one. I mean, it's not Rams-related necessarily. It's not at all, actually. But uh, Dallas Cowboys not going to be in Oxnard because you have to now... Uh, the the rules with all this uh, coronavirus stuff is is you got to be at home basically. Practice at home. Practice by yourself. And I wanted to touch on this too um, because because I'm hearing it a lot, and this has kind of been it's been an interesting one. Uh, I keep hearing the name Cam Newton tied to the Rams, and there's a there's some articles out there that are pretty aggressively bashing John Wolford. And I think, A, that's unnecessary. What did John Wolford do to you, first of all? And, I mean, let me put it this way. There's people out there, Rams fans and Rams coverers, that's not the right word, but whatever. Uh, There's people out there that think that that, uh, that the Rams, absolutely, it's 100% critical that the Rams get a backup quarterback. I just want to put it out there that uh, last year, Johnny Hecker had more pass attempts than Blake Bortles. I mean, only one, and it was three and four, but come on. I mean, until we see and until Jared Goff proves that he is not durable and can't play 16 games a season and or 17 when we get to next year, if he can't make it all the way through the season like Carson Wentz, that's when we need to really look at a backup quarterback. It's one of the... the it is an important position, obviously, because if your quarterback goes out, you don't want to just your team just crumble. You don't want that. I don't think that's what would happen if John Wolford was the guy, though. I really don't. I really, really don't think that that's what would happen if John Wolford was the guy. Uh, the Rams also, I mean, there's a couple undrafted guys that the Rams brought in, and I think Wolford is still the best option of that. Blake Bortles is still a free agent. Cam Newton is still a free agent. But Cam Newton specifically... Not only do I, like, he did admit now he has come back around and said that he is okay with taking a backup quarterback job. That was not the the story originally, Uh, but a backup quarterback can still make a decent amount of money. The Rams paid Blake Bortles, he had a $1 million contract last year, which is fine. That's totally acceptable contract for a guy like Bortles to be a backup. He threw three passes, though. Three passes. That means he made like $300,000 a pass attempt. So a guy like Cam Newton, if he was able, if he was to be brought in by the Rams, I think we'd see a very similar situation. And of course, I can't predict the future. And I know you guys are out there saying right now, it's like, well, what if Goff does get hurt? He's not invincible and stuff. I get that. But until he proves that he's not durable, which he's literally not missed games due to injury in his career, like his, he came in. He's get he was getting beat up this entire time, like especially his his rookie season. He got beat up that year, was fine. He's been blasted by guys like Richard Sherman and stuff like that. We all know that. Every time he just pops back up, and I realize that backup quarterbacks in an important position. But until until Jared Goff shows that he's not reliable and can't make it through a season, that's not the most important position we need to worry about right now. And I guess my point. And to wrap it all in is there are other positions that are far more uh, urgent in addressing than Jared Goff's backup. 
We don't need Jared Goff's backup right now. What we could use is some linebackers. We don't know who our kicker's going to be. There's uh, some position battles on the offensive line. That would be cool to add a, a, a vet or two there. But, hey, I like our offensive line. I like our D-line, too. But a guy like Ashawn Robinson, I'm not sure how big of an impact he can have year one with us. Who knows? I, I think I would rather the Rams go out and sign another DT, I mean, a defensive tackle, than a backup quarterback. I would rather the Rams sign a, a veteran running back than a backup quarterback. I would rather see the Rams bring in maybe another corner than a backup quarterback. I would rather see the Rams bring in a left tackle, honestly, a backup left tackle, because I'm having some weird trust issues with with Andrew Whitworth. Last year was his worst of his three with us. I would rather see the Rams bring in a veteran kicker than a backup quarterback. There's just a couple. So can Cam Newton help the Rams offense? Maybe. Maybe. But I don't think we'll ever know that answer for sure. I really don't think we'll ever know that answer. Let's talk about this Rams cap situation. We got a situation going on right now because everybody's panicked um, about the Rams cap. And I understand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sit here and say you guys are like ridiculous for thinking that the Rams cap situation is weird. Because it is. It absolutely is weird right now. Um, but we're looking at about $41 million right now that the Rams have in available space for the 2021 season. Uh, and uh, Whitworth, who I just mentioned, his cap hit for next year is $11 million. So, of course, you take that number out. You guys are pretty smart at home, I'm sure. It's 52 is what it puts us <laughs> put the, puts the Rams at. So $52 million, of course, the Rams are trying to sign Jalen Ramsey. Cooper Cup is going to be uh, up for a contract. So is John Johnson. So there are some decisions to make. Actually, there are a lot of decisions to make. Uh, obviously, the I mean, we don't have everybody under contract for next year. There are some some names that, that are coming up, and those are the big ones. So we're going to stick to those names. We're going to stick to the John Johnson, Cooper Cup, and Jalen Ramsey names. If I had to prioritize those based on the Rams roster, I would say that Ramsey and Johnson are the most important, although I do love Cooper Cup, as most of you have probably noticed by now listening to my show that I do. <laughs> I am a Cooper Cup fan, and I, I, I admit that. I'm okay with admitting that. I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a fan of all the players, really. Um, there's not necessarily any players that I'm like, ugh, I don't really like them. Uh, we did. We got rid of all those guys that I didn't like. You know, the Sean Mannions and Dominican Sue, all those guys that I wasn't necessarily the biggest fans of. But um, yeah, uh, but we'll be at about 52. So there's talks of Ramsey, his cap hit going anywhere from like 18 to 20 right now. Uh, we talked about it last week uh, with, uh, with Spotrack has his, his market value in the 16s. Uh, I think it will be higher than that. But at the same time, uh, well, you know what? I do think it'll be higher than that. I'm not going to say that Spotrac usually goes a little higher uh, because that's what Slay's making. Slay's in the 16s, and I think Ramsey's going to gonna beat Slay as far as contract numbers go and averages. Uh, so I could see it absolutely being about 18 a year for Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, you factor that in. I'm not sure how much John Johnson's going to get. I would say it'd probably be a little bit closer to the 12 to 14 range. And then Cooper Cup, he could make a lot. He could actually be uh, up in the 18 to 20 range as well. Uh, so that's where the Rams are going to have some decisions to make. And are they going to bring back all three of those guys? And especially, uh, you don't want to just bring back the, the the top you know 5% of your roster. You want to be able to to have depth and, 
and all that. So there are some decisions to make for sure. Uh, there's also though in the 2021 season, as it stands right now, there's only nine players on the roster who have a cap hit bigger than $2 million. And those are the big names. Those are Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, you know what I mean? So uh, Whitworth and stuff, Brock and t- there's the big names and there's, it's all a big chunk right there. And then uh, obviously the Rams are eating a lot of cap uh, in dead space this year and next year, uh, just with some of the deals that they've done. So it's a, it's an interesting situation that we, that we're watching and it's, it's one of those where, you know, the Rams, of course, we know that they, they paid a little bit more and a little bit early on some players have they learned their lesson? I like to think so, because if if they didn't learn their lesson, then I would think that a guy like like Jalen Ramsey would have already signed his extension. You know, we're hitting into we're in June now, so we're going to start opening up camps in about a month and stuff. And that's a it's about when we have seen extensions for for guys. And uh, we see them in preseason, too. Uh, I mean, I remember. I remember it was actually I was I was in the parking lot of the Denver Broncos stadium for a Rams preseason game when I got the the news that Tavon Austin had signed his extension that he had gotten his extension. So I mean, it was kind of cool. It was there and it was like, hey, Tavon, he's in this building and he just got a, a lot of money, you know, uh, but that's that's kind of where I'm at with it is I think that the Rams really have kind of learned their lesson. They're going to give John Johnson, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey and others uh, this year to to show like that they should be here long term and we'll see how that unfolds we'll see uh, you know when Tyler Higby near the end of last season I'm sure we all remember Tyler Higby just was crushing it like in the last four games four or five games he had more receiving yards than he had his entire career in just a couple of games and during that time we not only saw the production numbers of Cooper Cup dwindle we also saw his snaps dwindle a little bit so uh, I'm really curious to see how the deployment of these weapons goes. Is is Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, are they going to be on the field a lot together? Uh, is it going to be a lot of four wide receiver sets? We we've seen it before. Uh, I we know we all know that the Rams like to sit with uh, the three wide receivers, which is of course this year going to be a lot of uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds. We know that, but Van Jefferson. A lot of people are really high on him, especially in the building. So that's going to be one to watch. And I think that'll be a little bit of a rotation going on there. But but overall, I think that this is one of those years where we are going to see, you know, like if if we think that we can still win games without guys like Cooper Cup because of guys like Van Jefferson and Josh Reynolds, uh, then that could that could definitely play into the decision. And in the secondary, the Rams have some good depth in the secondary. Jalen Ramsey, I think, is if I had to put a person of the most important of next year that the Rams need to bring back, I would say it's Jalen Ramsey uh, to be able to take out or at least have a guy that you can confidently say can handle the other opposing team's number one weapon. I think that's that's absolutely huge. So I think that Jalen Ramsey is the most important person to bring back. We'll see John Johnson. It's unfortunate that his season was cut short, but I I think John Johnson is an amazing player, amazing safety. He's I in my opinion one of the best in the NFL. I would put him, uh, you know, in that three three to five range if I had to to place him myself. So yeah, well, the cap situation is uh, it is interesting, but. It's also, I, it's not as bad as people think. It's just kind of like the offensive line. Uh, everybody's kind of sitting here like, the Rams only went one offensive lineman in the draft and it was the last pick. What are we doing? We're not going to win anything. And it's, 
that's just not the case. Uh, we had some injuries last year. You know, guys like Noteboom are coming back. And I know that there's some other websites that are projecting guys like Corbett to beat out Noteboom. I'm not sure if that's necessarily true. Uh, but then Brian Allen obviously comes back from uh, from injury. But Austin Blythe can play in that position. So there's basically, besides left tackle, I would say the other positions are kind of open in a way from left guard to right tackle. I would say all those those four positions are open for the taking, but they're they're open for good reason, not because we can't find anybody to play those roles so we'll just see who's the best, but because we have so many guys who can who we can throw into those positions and that they can be productive that I think that's I mean that's a that's a sweet spot to be in. You have too many good players uh, in, and that's just my opinion. I know some people think that the offensive line is absolute trash right now. Uh, I just can't relate to that because I think that especially near the end of the season, they were uh, the way that that Evans and Edwards coming in as rookies, the way they were playing on that right side was great. Blythe obviously is now he's a better center than he is a right guard. And when that move made when that move got made, then uh, I think that the, the offensive line improved a lot. Uh, and I don't I'm not down on Brian Allen. Uh, but I think Blythe is a better center. Uh, but Brian Allen is basically only a center. So will Brian Allen stick around? I'm not sure. Uh, Corbett and Noboom could both play that left guard spot. It's kind of like I'm kind of getting the vibes that that uh, Noboom won't bump out to tackle. I'm kind of getting those vibes. I'm kind of getting vibes that when Witt leaves, that Evan's going to switch over to left tackle, not not Noteboom slide out one spot. Uh, that's kind of what I'm feeling. We'll see if I'm right. See if I'm wrong. It's okay either way. I know that if I'm wrong, though, you guys will definitely let me know. It's time, though. Let's get into some fan quesos. Let's, uh, this is some good stuff here. We got, we got some good ones. I pre-screened all of these this time. So I actually know what they say. Um, which is great news, guys. That's, uh, I'm making a lot of progress over here now that I'm pre-screening my questions so I can actually have a little bit of an answer for people. First question here, Gary wants to know, will we rock with the kids at QB or sign a vet? I absolutely think we rock with the kids. Uh, I think Jared Goff obviously is the starter. I, I don't know why I was going to say, like, explain that Jared Goff will be the starter. Uh, but I think Wolford, I think he's going to be a fine backup. I don't I don't have any issues with, with Wolford being the backup myself. I really don't. And it's not just because of Goff's track record of not being hurt, but also because, I mean... I was a pretty big AAF guy. I know most of you guys, uh, a lot of you guys at least, were big XFL people, not necessarily AAF people. Uh, but Wolford, playing for the Arizona Hotshots, he played great. I, I would say he was the best quarterback in the AAF, which I realize is like, that's like mildly impressive to be the best the best player or the best quarterback in a league that didn't even last a year. You know what I mean? So I get that, but... He was he was playing fine and uh, they were I mean Arizona was a was a pretty strong team and uh, yeah I have I have zero issues with John Wolford being the Rams backup if Wolford has to come in I'm not like in like a like a we're we're still like we're Super Bowl bound kind of position but I'm not like we're screwed we're gonna get the first overall pick kind of position either so I mean be where you're at though be where you're at you're allowed to have your own opinions guys. But uh, that's where I'm at. I, I think a Wolford's going to be fine, so I think we stick with the kids. Thanks, Gary. Next couple here from MJ. Which rookie will make the biggest impact this year? I think that's a pretty simple answer, honestly. Cam Akers. 
I, I want to say Van Jefferson, and I would love to say Van Jefferson, but I wouldn't be honest because I don't think that it's going to be Van Jefferson over Cam Akers. Uh, Van Jefferson, I think, obviously, I, I'm, I'm liking Van Jefferson. I'm really interested to see what he does this year. Uh, but I think Cam Akers, because the Rams kind of have not necessarily a, a controversy, but they have guys that they can just kind of throw in. And I think Cam Akers really just fits the scheme, man. And uh, Malcolm Brown does too. Uh, but Malcolm Brown's not necessarily that flashy. He does have flashy plays. Uh, there, I mean, obviously, like that touchdown he had in New Orleans where he's like tiptoeing on the sideline, reaches out. I use that clip like a billion times in some of my videos, but I stand by it. I don't care. But uh, yeah, I think I think Cam is going to be the, that guy for us this year. I think he's going to be... He's, I would say he's probably going to be our leading rusher. I don't think he'll hit 1,000 because I don't think he's going to start the season. I think Malcolm Brown starts week one. Uh, but I, I would, I could put, I would, I can confidently say that I could see Cam Akers hitting eight to eight fifty this year. I feel pretty good about that actually. Uh, next one I hear from MJ: Will anyone on the team surprise us with their with their play this year? Man, I hope so, because <laughs> I the Rams roster is pretty strong still. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit top heavy, but it's it's still a strong roster, and I mean. If the Rams can avoid the injury bug this year, I like our chances to do some good things. Uh, as far as players that could like have a, a, a big impact and kind of surprise us, I think I, I don't think there's enough people on the Josh Reynolds train. I think that Josh is going to uh, surprise some people, and, and I, th- I think that's a I feel pretty confident in that. And then also Troy Hill, I think Troy Hill. I, I've liked Troy Hill for a long time, and. I'm still honestly a little bit confused at why other people are kind of not not on the Troy Hill train with me yet. He's played fine. Every time he's had to start, he's played fine. And yeah, I'm, I'm liking Troy. There's also a... I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and uh, there's, a, there's a street called Troy Hill Drive <laughs> or Troy Hill Road. And I kind of want to take it, but I can't because that's illegal. Whatever. Well, at least I can't admit it to you guys that I would do that. But either way, I think Troy Hill and Josh Reynolds are two huge candidates for that for that spot, though, man, as far as surprises. MJ also wants to know, who will our captains be? Uh, Witt is going to be a captain. Jared's going to be a captain. I would say Jalen will probably be a captain. Uh, he's he's been a, he's a he's a leader, man. He is definitely a leader. I think there's definite, uh, I mean, obviously we want to look at like AD, uh, Hecker, Hecker is probably captain, especially in that, uh, as a special teams guy, uh, I, McQuaid would be a great captain, but I think Hecker kind of, Hecker with the C on his chest just makes sense. And then, I mean, those are the guys who I would say will have like the best chance, but there's obviously, uh, I Johnson, John Johnson would be a candidate and maybe Robert Woods. So there's there's definitely some leaders on this team, but uh, if I had to give you, I'll just give you five names of of, and we'll do two offensive, two defensive in the special teams. Uh, the special teams, I'm going Johnny Hecker. Defense, I would say it's going to go to Ramsey and Donald, and then on the offensive side of the football, I'm going to go Jared and Andrew. Uh, so Wit and Goff, and I don't I don't necessarily it's it's not. I'm not taking a shot at Woods or anything like that, but I think that Witt and Goff just make more sense as captains uh, on the offense. Next one here from MJ. If there were to be a surprise starter, 
Who would it be? Apparently, Troy Reader, since everybody <laughs> everybody lost it on me. And it's fine. You're you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to disagree with me. I'm not I'm not trying to say like, hey, don't 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 dispute what I'm saying. I like Troy Reader. I thought he played fine. Honestly, I truly think that. I, watching him play, I know you guys told me to watch, and I did. I mean, I I I, I like him against the pass. I mean, I don't know. I like Troy. Troy Reader's fine to me. Um, but uh, <laughs> as far as a surprise, I would say apparently that's one. Um, I I don't really I don't really think so. Uh, there was there was one website that had. Uh, Corbett starting over Noteboom at left guard. I don't necessarily see that happening, though. Mm, man, I... No, I don't... There's not necessarily a lot of surprises. We don't know any of the linebackers right now. Um, we don't know who's going to start at linebacker. Basically, in any position. Uh, it, we feel pretty confident that Floyd will start, but we don't know if uh, Abukam's going to start or if it's going to be Okoronkwo. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be Reader, Kaiser, or... Uh, some of the other guys that we brought in, um, trying to think. No, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think so, man. I, I think it's pretty straightforward this year, actually. I, I, like I said, we're top heavy. We, we have, a, we have our starters mostly in place and I mean, our depth isn't that dope right now, but I think our starters are pretty much set. So I would say that, uh, Paul wants to know what's up, Paul. What is the best episode of Ram Showcase ever? He says, I feel like you're going to say the next one. It's always the next one, Paul. The, the next episode's always the best episode. But I'll admit, there's days that I feel a little off, like where I finish the recording and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I wasn't necessarily feeling that one. And some, actually, there was one time, it actually wasn't that long ago. I did that. I finished the show completely. I started, finished the show. And I was like, you know what? Not feeling it. Deleted it and just re-recorded the whole thing. Just started over completely. You guys will never know which one it is. But, uh, yeah. And the, the original's gone, so I had to re-record it. The second I hit delete, it was like, well, too late now. Better better start again, I guess. Um, but, actually, if I had to give you an answer of a show that's already been recorded and published, I really loved my one-year anniversary show. Uh... That was a good one. I, I liked that. Uh, basically, what what it was is I, I asked I asked a bunch of people to call in and tell me why you love the Rams. I said, tell, tell me where, who you are, where you're from, and why you love the Rams, and just let people go. And that was awesome. That was so much fun. Uh, I don't listen to it anymore. If you guys feel free, because it's still published, feel free to go find it. I don't listen to it anymore. Uh, the very first person on it is Kyle, and. Uh, it's still a little hard to listen to, I guess. Uh, he's the, if you guys aren't aware, he's the reason these were called the Fan Quesos. Uh, the little backstory on that, again, um, I, it's been a while since I've since I've explained why they're called Fan Quesos. Uh, Kyle was, he was a big supporter of mine when I was just writing about the Rams, not doing the podcast. So, I mean, this podcast is is over four years old. He was, he was with me, he was a fan supporter and all that stuff before all this uh, started. And when I started the show, he really loved it. And I just did a, a fan question segment where I, you know, ask questions, or whatever. And he would always ask me, uh, he's like, "What is whatever player's favorite kind of cheese?" And uh, yeah, it's just like some examples was uh, was like he asked uh, Aaron Donald, "What kind of cheese is Aaron Donald?" I said he's just a just a brick of cheese because he's he's just a, he's a brick man. 
uh, what was it? There was, I think he asked me Jared Goff, and I said uh, Swiss cheese because he's always finding the holes in the defense. And so, like, it was just fun, man. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, Kyle has passed away. And uh, it's been a few years now, but it still sucks, man. I'm still not, like, thrilled about that. And it's still hard because uh, he was one of my biggest supporters. And he's not the only one since I've started this. But he was definitely my biggest one of uh, of all of that. So that's why they're called Fan Cases in the first place. Um, but that is the best episode, in my opinion. I think that's the best one I've done. I would love to do it again. And unfortunately, now that I'm you know, a full-time student and everything, graduating soon. Um, but now it's, it's hard to find time to do stuff like that, uh, to take in all those calls and then edit them all together and stuff. It was, I mean, that was a big project, a very big project. It took me quite some time. So unfortunately right now I don't necessarily have the time, but October is my graduation date. So hopefully some time opens up after that. We'll see what happens with work though, um, because the plan is to graduate and get super busy with work and just uh, hop into that world. So thank you for your question, Paul. Top training camp storylines. This one's from Paul also. Uh, the ch- top training camp storylines, definitely pos- some position battles, man. Uh, the linebackers, we don't know any of the linebackers who's going to start. So uh, middle linebacker for sure. And Staley, new defensive coordinator, he has said that he's been pretty open about it. He's like, it's uh, open competition at linebacker. We're totally open competition. See who's the best. So I like that. Uh, and, and that's along the offensive line as well. Like I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, uh, was uh, from left guard to right tackle. All those positions, I think, are open. Uh, because, I mean, you look at left guard, that could be Corbett or Nopum. Center could be Allen or Blythe. Right guard could be Blythe or Edwards. Uh, right tackle could be Havenstein or Evans. You know, So it's, or even Edwards there, potentially, too. So, I mean, there's position battles all over the place, and those are go- that's going to be the storyline. And unfortunately, with... Well, all the stuff that's going on, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult for some of these guys, uh, especially the younger guys, to necessarily like they're gonna they're gonna have a harder time competing in those position battles because, uh, especially the rookies, because those are like they don't know what the process looks like. At least when when you if you were here at least a year ago, you kind of know what's expected. It's still Sean McVay's team, even though new uh, new defensive coordinator and bringing in an offensive coordinator. Uh, it's different, but it's still Sean McVay's team. You still are going to have an understanding of of how the practices are going to run and, and what's expected and stuff like that. So so from that standpoint, man, uh, I think the advantage goes to the vets uh, when it comes to these position battles, but that is the biggest story. And uh, along the offensive line, we've got some good battles, and uh, the, the linebackers are going to be some good battles as well. Um, other than that, uh, running back, I would say, is a position battle, but I don't think that's going to be decided in preseason or in training camp. I do think that's going to be decided in the beginning of the regular season. I think Malcolm Brown starts the season. I think we see a lot of Daryl Henderson, but I also think Cam Akers, the rookie, I think he gets into the action too. And, and I think by about week five, six, we're going to see who's breaking out of that, like who's Who's standing out above the rest at the running back position? And that's who I just think that the Rams will go with at the running back spot. Uh, as far as like a, a bulk of the carries thing, I think it's going to be a decently even split, but I do think that Malcolm Brown's technically the starter uh, for the beginning of the season. Ben wants to know who will be our starting linebackers. 
I get this question every single week. It's it's cool. It's, you're allowed to keep asking this. And I'm going to keep saying Troy Reader just to make everybody mad. I don't even care. Troy Reader, number one. I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> I just have like some wild support for Troy Reader. Maybe I should try to get him on the show or something. That'd be fun. Um, I think Micah Kaiser is definitely going to be a starter. I think he absolutely takes that starting role. And then uh, Mark Barrett. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know somebody was sitting there thinking he's going to say it. I did. I had to. I have to say Mark Barrett at least once a show. I don't know why. It's because he's awesome. Um, as far as the outside linebackers, though, I think the edge rushers we're going to see a pretty heavy uh, rotation with, I believe. Uh, I, I think... You know, Abukam and Okoronko will basically split. I think Floyd gets the bulk of those, like, on, on one side. Uh, I, you don't bring in a guy like Floyd if he's not going to play. You know, that's uh, that's just not what you do. So, uh, I think it's going to be, as far as edge, I think it's going to be heavy rotation. We got some some good edge rushers. And those are the three that I'm going to keep naming because those are the three that I think are the most important and the mo- who will get the most snaps is Floyd, Abukam, and Okoronko. As far as middle linebacker, I really, really, truly believe it's going to be Reader and and Kaiser. I could be wrong, and that's okay. I'm allowed to be wrong. It happens. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we'll see, but that's that's my guess. Heavy rotation at edge, Kaiser, Reader. Ian wants to know. Ian's a, a Broncos fan. Ian wants to know. Uh, where do you see the Rams record-wise trending over the next three years? Great question. Uh, it's it's a I mean obviously a difficult question to answer. We don't we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, to to answer your question in a way that actually answers it, um, I feel pretty good about the Rams starters right now. I don't feel pretty good about the Rams depth right now. I think they were pretty top-heavy, and that sucks. Um, but. I think that the, over the next couple of off-seasons, I think depth is really going to be addressed. I think that the Rams kind of are understanding that maybe don't go for just one guy who's super sick and instead maybe get two or three that are pretty sick. I think that's a good that's a good philosophy, I think. <laughs> and we have not taken that approach. Ever since moving to L.A., I feel like the Rams' whole personality changed. The whole way they approach everything, I think, completely changed. Um, and maybe that was on purpose. Maybe the Rams were on purpose, kind of like, I don't want to say soft, but like a little bit more uh, conservative in St. Louis. And right now they're a little bit more like, hey, let's bring some people in. Let's pay them some cash. Let's 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 do this. Let's win some ball games. And hey, got them to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty big. So now, in L.A. and in St. Louis, the Rams have been to two Super Bowls from each city. So four, <laughs> if you if you can count that at home. Um, but, as I mean, as far as this goes, I think that this season we're going to see what Sean McVay is all about. After the Super Bowl loss, people kind of figured out that he loves to do the zone run and do the play action outside levels off of the zone run. I mean, once you figure that out, you kind of got Sean McVay pegged a little bit. And uh, I think that bringing in an offensive coordinator is a huge move for for McVay. Uh, So we'll see how that kind of unfolds. But this is the year that we find out if Sean McVay is dope or not. Uh, If he's not, then this this trend is not going to necessarily go well. Uh, If he is an amazing coach, then, uh, I mean... 
That's, that's the way it goes. Uh, if he's if he's an amazing coach, we're going to see him. Uh, we're going to see him make those adjustments. We're going to see the offense change a little bit and maybe go more run heavy, which is, I mean, not necessarily ideal considering we don't know who's going to break out at the running back position, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we can figure out who's going to break out the running back position. I think too many times last year, McVay just blew off the run. It didn't work three plays. Okay, let's just pass now. But still run play action. I mean, that was kind of frustrating. But I think that's also part... Like, this is McVay's first head coaching job. You gotta learn some stuff on the fly. You can't just enter your first job and just know exactly how everything's gonna go and it just be amazing. That's just not possible. Um, So, we'll see. But if I had to guess... I would say I, I think that the Rams are a good uh, a good strong 10-11 win team this year. I really do. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Rams fan. And I after that, I mean, it's tough, man. That's a really tough question to answer. It's, it's really it's really hard to look that far into the future. But I would say that this team for the next three years could could can win 10-11 games as long as the Rams have guys like Aaron Donald and Jared Goff. Um, and, and you guys can say what you want about Jared Goff. I know some people still don't like him. Some people still want Carson Wentz, even though he's, he just doesn't finish seasons because he's hurt. Um, but as long as like those those core pieces are in place, and if we can keep guys like Ramsey and Johnson and potentially Cup, I mean, I don't see any reason. And especially like uh, with um, if in that situation that if uh, like Wick can retire and somebody like Evans or Edwards or Noteboom can slide into that left tackle spot and be productive, then I feel pretty good too. But if Witt leaves and Evans takes over that role and then looks like Alex Barron, then that's going to be tough tough for Jared because uh, we've seen it. Jared Jared performs best when he's got plenty of time and he's not under pressure. So I mean, we know that now that now we know, I mean, he was a 2016 pick. He's all, he's under his second contract. We know now that Jared Goff, if you can pressure him early and get him kind of rattled, he's a little off the whole day. And uh, that's one thing that I've noticed, and and I've talked about it here actually before is is when Jared Goff when he when he doesn't look good in the first quarter, he's just not going to have a good game. Like he it's, he has a hard time busting out of that. And so when he comes in quarter one, drive one, Rams are rocketing down the field. He's hitting Woods for 25 and then Cup for 30. You know, uh, we get a run for like seven and then he does another play action. Hits Higby uh, for 12. You know what I mean? Like that. When that happens on the first drive, I feel real good. If that doesn't happen on the first drive and the Rams go three and out, I'm like, oh man, we are probably not going to win. <laughs> Just because he has a hard time breaking out of that, you know? So I think the first drive for Goff is like the biggest tell in the world. If you can throw off Goff for uh, the first drive, uh, your your chances on your on the, your defensive side are looking pretty strong, actually. And that's unfortunate. So we'll see if Jared can fix that too, uh, because I mean, what what happens if he is just awesome after that? Like he can he can adjust. What if he what if he makes that next step? Which is what we're looking for. We're looking for Jared Goff to make that next step. We're looking for Jared to be the reason we are winning games, not just the. Not just not a reason we're losing them. Does that make any sense? Like, we need Jared Goff to be the guy that's making, like, helping the Rams win games, not just trying to be conservative enough to not lose the game. Play to win. Don't play not to lose. And we need Jared to be able to do that. And I don't I don't necessarily say he's there yet. I would say he's, he's getting there 
2018, I was I was kind of thinking that he was there, but it just didn't necessarily uh, pan out that way last year. One more question here. This one comes from Jason. Jason wants to know if our offensive line stays healthy. I'd like to know. Uh, I would like to know where you think they will rank. I think our success depends on them, and I'm curious how good you feel they could be if they stay healthy. I think we have an awesome offensive line. I'll be completely honest. I've been I've been honest about that, and I've been vocal about that, that. That this Rams offensive line is not nearly as bad as some fans believe it is, and part of that was because last year we had some injuries. You know, Brian Allen goes down, starting center, and everybody was like, "No, the center is down. It's over." And then Blythe came in and played better than than Allen did. And then because Blythe had to slide over from right guard. It was, it was like, oh, we lost our center, and now we're going to have a different right guard. It's going to be this rookie, David Edwards. He played great. He played better than Blythe did in that spot. Havenstein goes down, and everybody's like, no, a tackle? We lost our, our right tackle? What's going to happen? This is going to be terrible. And then Bobby Evans came in and played better than Havenstein did. So everybody's freaking out, and everybody stayed on their first their initial impression. When Allen went down, they thought that the center position was going to get weaker. It didn't matter what Blythe did. They held on to that belief that the center position was weaker. When Blythe had to move over to center at the right guard spot, and we had a rookie playing in that spot, everybody jumped to the conclusion that because he was a rookie, he wasn't going to be as good as Blythe at right guard. And it didn't matter what Evan Edwards did in that spot. They stuck to their initial impression that Edwards wasn't going to be as good as Blythe. And then the same thing at right tackle, where... Havenstein went down, and Havenstein was not even playing that well. And Havenstein went down because he was a tackle, getting replaced by a rookie. Everybody was, everybody just assumed that it was going to be worse. It wasn't. It was much better. Evans played much better than Havenstein last year, but nobody cared about that. They only cared about their initial response, their initial reaction to the injury, which was that position's going to get worse. Those three spots specifically. And then you look at the left guard spot where Nopum wasn't necessarily playing poorly, but when he got hurt, it was another thing of who the heck is Austin Corbett? He's not better than Joseph Nopum, who also nobody knew when we drafted him, by the way. I, the, the, the internet was insane that day when it was like uh there was rams like popular rams publications straight just bashing the team because of the note boom pick but note boom goes down replaced with austin corbett and everybody's like note boom's out it's all done it's all corbett who the heck is austin corbett he got cut by the browns he's no good played way better so i don't think it's necessarily nearly as bad as people think it is and those guys that came in to replace I think they all played better. I mean, obviously, Blythe was already a starter, but he's a better center than he is a right guard. So, overall, I think, like, through the injuries, the Rams' offensive line got better last year. But nobody, everybody already had their opinions. Everybody already figured that Nopum was way better than Corbett because they didn't know Corbett's name. They already assumed that Blythe was not as good as Brian Allen because Brian Allen's a center. He, that's all the only position he plays. He doesn't play guard, so he's a better center. That wasn't the case. Uh, Edwards was a rookie, so why would he be better than Blythe at right guard? Well, Blythe's a better center than he is a right guard, and Edwards played amazing. Havenstein, same thing again. Being replaced by a rookie, how could this rookie be better than Havenstein? First of all, Havenstein had a bad year. He was not playing well. Evans played great. 
So no, I don't think this offensive line is nearly as bad as people think it is. Uh, and I, like I said, I think that the the injuries, I think they made the offensive line better. I really think they did. So thank you for your fan quesos, guys. I appreciate y'all. Let me see if there's a. I just want to make sure there's no more popping in. Good. No more. That's it. That is it. Hope you guys don't hate me now, because uh, most people hate me now for my answers. It's all good, though. You're allowed to. It's all good. And, uh, yeah. Um, for you YouTube audience, uh, make sure you guys stick around after the video. We will be having a trivia question for you guys. If you guys are audio listeners, make sure you guys head over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. And uh, if the episode's not there, just give it a couple minutes, because I will be publishing it shortly after the audio version. So uh, head over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel and check out this trivia question. See if you can win something from Shaw's Customs. Uh, Shaw's Customs, again, that's etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's Customs. And, uh, yeah, you can pick out some Ram stuff, some Carol Baskin stuff. Everybody uh, everybody knows about uh, the uh, Lion King or whatever, Tiger King. Same thing. Whatever. I don't care. I hated it with my whole heart. I watched the whole thing and was so mad at myself when it ended. Mainly because there's no one to like. There's no one that you can be like, you know what? I'm glad that they did that. No, because they all sucked. <laughs> all of them. It was bad all around. <laughs> but you can do that. You can get uh, some uh, some Joe Exotic stuff. Real big hit for the Joes with Joe Exotic. Joe's took a big L on that one. But Joe Burrow uh, going number one overall and winning the Heisman. That one helps. Joe Rogan with his Spotify deal. That helps too. So uh, we'll see if... Uh, I mean, I'm not political in any capacity at all. But if but if Joe wins uh, the presidency, that would be a big win for the Joes for sure. Especially the Joe B's. Joe Burrow. Joe Bags. Joe Biden. Joe B's are big. Big, popular, and awesome. <laughs> But you YouTubers, uh, you stick around for this trivia question. For you audio listeners, make sure you guys head over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think I've subscribed to the YouTube channel for sure. It's right there. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.